Well, so this is the quote from Shintessa in the interview. She said, well, let's just put it this way. It probably wasn't the best decision I've made because everyone thought that was why I had an off performance at Nationals. But if I had done well at Nationals, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I was definitely not on the top of Marta Crowley's list of favorite people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, alongside my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey, guys. So today, we're going to take you guys back to an era that might just be one of our all-time favorites, and that is the 2008 quad. So we watched our very first gymnastics meet ever back in 2004, but it really wasn't until around 2006 and 2007 that we really became hooked on the sport of gymnastics and we started to become invested in some of the rising junior stars at the time. So this episode is very nostalgic for us. Before we get started, we just want to make sure you guys are following us on social media. We're at All Things Gym Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And also make sure you give us a rating and a review if you guys are enjoying the show so far. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is actually inspired by a series that we did on our blog back in the day. Um, if you guys don't know, our blog is Triple Twist Gym Blog. We don't really use the blog portion of it anymore. We just more use Twitter. But back when we were actually writing and using our blog, we did a, a article called Former Elite Gymnasts, Where Do They Go? It was more like a series because we did multiple different parts. Yeah, and we just looked into some of the top junior elites. I guess some of them were seniors. But gymnasts that looked really promising and they just kind of like vanished. They they quit the sport. They moved on to other things. And it was also, you got to remember, this is back in like 2006, 2007, maybe 2008. Social media wasn't really a thing back then. Mm-mm. So the only way to really know what was happening with some of your favorite elite athletes, especially the juniors who weren't as like popular, was to look at their website Back when all these gymnasts had websites, which is kind of funny to think about. Yeah, me and Brittany used to ride our bike up to the library, because this was back before we had internet at our house, and we would ride our bikes up to the library and just sit there and look look at gymnast websites. Yeah, and try and figure out, like, are they going to college? Like, what are they doing? It was so hard to figure out. And we also would read Inside Gymnastics Magazine a lot, so we got a lot of our information from there as well. But... Crazy how times have changed. I know. But a lot of these girls, like we said, they were promising juniors they looked like they were going to be like the next big thing from their gym or at least be able to like go on and get a college scholarship but unfortunately they all kind of fizzled out mm-hmm. so and i think unless you actually do the work to like look in to find out where they went a lot of people don't know where these people went or, what or they don't even know about them at all because a lot of you probably are newer gymnastics fans mm-hmm. some of you may be older fans but i think a lot of the gym tonight is younger yeah which is kind of crazy oh <laughs> well, that's actually a good transition because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that there was an elite gymnast in between Alicia Sacramoni and Allie Raisman at Breston Gymnastics, mm-hmm. and that was Petra Matthews. So she was an elite gymnast at the same time as Alicia Sacramoni was. She was just in the junior division. Mm-hmm. So she became an elite gymnast in 2006, and she was looking really good that year. She started as a level 10 at J.O. Nationals, and she actually won that meet in the junior A division, which is the division where all the promising like future elites come out of. Yeah. And she actually beat Jordan Weber at that meet. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. She also went on to place 19th all around and third on floor at the 2006, at the time it was called Visa Championships, but it's the equivalent of the P&G Championships today. 
Um, which I thought a third place or, finish on floor was pretty impressive. I was just going to say. Or the U.S. championships if you use gymnastics and lose all your sponsors. <laughs> I mean, you speak the truth. But Petra, she had the same power that we were used to seeing from all of the Russian gymnasts. So she had an Arabian double front on floor that was pretty clean. A double front on floor, which I thought was pretty cool because we don't really see that too often. No, especially not from a junior gymnast. Yeah. She did, let's see, she did a two and a half to punch front. I remember she had, like, really clean twisting form. That was something that I noted about her. It's always really nice when you have a gymnast that is powerful and they can do, like, the forward tumbling, but then they're also good twisters. Yeah. She also was pretty good at beam. Obviously, like, the other events, her vault was, like, okay, because she was a junior, so she wasn't, like, a super, like, powerful vaulter, but and her bars was obviously weak because she's a Russian gymnast, <laughs> but beam I actually like. So she mounts with a front tuck, but her front tuck is, like, open. Mm-hmm. She doesn't grab her legs, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, It looks almost more like a laid out kind of. Yeah, it does. I was watching a video on YouTube, and I'm, I had to go back and watch it again because I'm like, did she just do a layout under the beam? Yeah, it's supposed to be a front tuck. She also does a one-arm back handspring to lay out step out to lay out two feet, which I thought was kind of unique. That is very unique. And she does a double front off the beam. Yeah, that's a lot of difficulty and a lot of unique skills from a junior gymnast. Yeah. If you go watch on YouTube her day one beam, so type in Petra Matthews day one beam. It'll come up because she doesn't have very many videos on YouTube. And she actually sticks the double front. Mm-hmm. And I was like, get it, girl, because it looks so nice. And she lands her front tuck mount. I don't think she landed it day two. Yeah. But she lands it in day one. So that's, if you're going to look for a video of Petra and Beam to see what we're talking about, we recommend day one. <laughs> um, she was mentioned in Allie's book quite a bit because that was someone that Allie trained with in the early days. And Yeah, they actually started in the same training group yeah. at, a, at a gym called Excel. And then Petra ended up leaving for Brushton's, and Allie followed her. So that's how they both ended up at Brushton's. Yeah. Allie spoke pretty highly of her in her book. I guess she had a really good work ethic, and like we mentioned before, a lot of people were expecting, including it sounds like Allie, Mm -hmm. were expecting Petra to kind of be the next star Mm -hmm. from Brushton's. And then, yeah, I guess around like 2007, 2008, she was doing some level 10 meets, and a few elite qualifiers it looked like, but... She kind of just fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ended up retiring. I think her last meet ever was in 2008. And Allie actually said in her book that she just lost her love for the sport. And she was struggling with the rigorous training schedule of an elite gymnast. And yeah, I guess elite gymnastics isn't for everybody. And yeah, she ended up just retiring and moving on. And I believe she did some coaching back at Excel where she started gymnastics. But other than that, she seems to have put gymnastics behind her. Yeah. Um, she, other than the little coaching stint that she did, she was not involved in the sport. It would have been nice to see her do college gymnastics. Yeah. That's where, where do you think she would have ended up? Where do you see her at? Hmm. I, for some reason, I could see her at, like, Bama. Yeah. Or Michigan. You're just biased. <laughs> no, she was, she knew Talia Shirelli. Because they were in that same training group together, too. Yeah. Petra, sure. Allie, Talia, maybe she so would have... maybe Talia would have, like, drew her to Michigan? Yeah, maybe she would have convinced her. You never know. Mm-hmm. All right, so next let's talk about one of my favorite gymnasts, personally one of my favorites, and that is Shintessa Pama. 
She was a gymnast from Gym Max, and she was really known for her original skills, classical style, beautiful toe point, flexibility. The list goes on and on about Chintessa. Yeah, I believe she was one of the first elites from Gym Max, if not the very first. Mm -hmm. And out of this whole list of girls that we're going to talk about today, I would say that she's the one that's probably the most well-known, mm -hmm. because she does have a lot of her videos circulate like on Instagram and I think Twitter, but I've seen it on Instagram. And I Facebook know too. We posted one on Instagram a while ago that got a lot of views, and I've seen other people post her videos. She's yeah. a hot commodity. Yeah, she truly is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about her? So she was an elite gymnast from 2004 to 2006, and some of her accolades are from the Visa Championships in 2004. She finished ninth on beam, 10th on floor, and 11th all around. And then I feel like she just kept getting better and better. At the Visa Championships in 2005, she was second on bars and fifth all around. And then at the Visa Championships in 2006, she was seventh on bars and seventh on beam, as well as ninth all around. So she didn't have her best meet at Nationals in 2006. Yeah, which... apparently there was some controversy surrounding that, which we can get into that in a minute, but... She did have some international assignments in 2006 as well. She was at the Pacific Rim, where she helped the junior team win the gold medal, and she also won a gold medal on bars. And then she also went to gymnics and won a gold on bars there as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess you can get into now the controversy. Yeah, which I guess at the time, because there was not social media, so I wasn't aware of this, but like we said, we have always had Inside Gymnastics Magazine as, like, our main source of information back in, like, 2005, 2006. And they did an interview with Shintessa after Nationals that year, so going into 2007, which was supposed to be her senior debut. Um, and they basically just asked her, like, because I guess she was being criticized for taking a vacation before the championships. Mm -hmm. And so they were, like, ballsy, and they asked her about it. Well, because I guess the word on the street was that Marta wasn't happy, and she said that her performance at Nationals in 2006 was the way it was because she went on a vacation right before Nationals, which I guess it is a little bit uncommon to see a elite gymnast in the middle of her season before one of the biggest meets of her season to go on a vacation. Yeah. It is a little bit unheard of, I guess, especially back in the Marta era. Well, so this is the quote from Shintessa in the interview. She said, well, let's just put it this way. It probably wasn't the best decision I've made because everyone thought that was why I had an off performance at Nationals. But if I had done well at Nationals, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I was definitely not on the top of Marta Crowley's list of favorite people. And it's funny, because I think you go and you look at some of her videos on YouTube, and you read the comments, and there's people on, like, just random videos that'll be like, why didn't Marta Crowley like her? So it must have been a thing that Marta didn't like Shintessa. That's one of those things that back in the day, if the gym internet was around back then, like, as active as they are now. I mean, I know there was some, like, forums and stuff back then, but that's something that the gym internet would have been all over, I feel like, that yeah. kind of drama. Yeah. Marta Because basically, she ended up retiring shortly after that. That was well, her last... Her last run, I guess. Yeah, and she was injured. She missed her senior debut, which was supposed to be in 2007. And she had a fractured phone in her butt. In her butt. <laughs> <laughs> a fractured phone in her butt? Don't, don't you love when you just cannot talk? <laughs> I said it so confidently, too. I know. A fractured bone in her butt. You said phone in her butt. Did I say that? Yeah. Wow. I think we should just leave it hang. I think that's funny. <laughs> well, there's your blooper for the day. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes my brain just stops working and I can't talk. You know what I meant. She had a fractured bone in her foot. There, are you happy? Yes. That's better. So she did end up coming back in 2008 as a level 10 gymnast. So she competed at the regional championships and she was 12th. 
but that was not enough to get her to the JO National Championships. And I think her plan from there was to come back to Elite after her level 10 run. To, she wanted to go as a level 10 just to get some experience and to get back into like the competition feel. But because she didn't do so hot, she, I guess, ended up deciding that... She was done? Yeah. And I know she was looking into some colleges, some good colleges that I would have loved to see her at. She was looking at Utah, Georgia, UCLA. Mm -hmm. That would have been... I yeah, totally UCLA is totally her style. Oh, yeah. And Stanford, too. She was looking at Stanford. And that was in 2009. That's when she would have come in. So she was looking into those colleges, but I guess she ended up deciding that she was done with gymnastics. And I think she ended up going to UCLA for a little bit, but not on the gymnastics team. She was just a regular student. I don't believe she was in any way affiliated with the team. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even see her, like, hanging out with the girls on the team. Right. Like, she was just not a part of it. She was just there as a student, basically. And then she ended up going to a community college. And I don't know if she got a degree or anything. I don't really know. There's not, not a whole lot of information about, yeah. like, her whereabouts or what she did in college. But I did hear that she went to a community college for a brief period of time. And I also heard she was coaching in Gym Max for a bit, back in, like, huh. 2010. Interesting. She was also training back at Gym Max around 2010, but obviously nothing ever came up it. Yeah. So we mentioned that Shintessa had a lot of really unique and interesting skills that kind of set her apart from the rest of the field, especially at that time. The most notable one to me personally being the triple bath that she did off bars back in 2004. She was only 13 years old at the time, and she's one of the few gymnasts ever in the history of the sport of gymnastics, at least for females, to actually do that bar dismount. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first gymnast that did it was a gymnast from Mexico. Her name was Brenda Magana, and that's who the skill is actually named after. Okay. But I believe Shintessa was the last gymnast to do it. I don't think we've seen a female gymnast do that since her and... 2004. 2004, yeah. Yeah. She also did German Giants on bars, which I always love. They're really fun to watch. Ivana Hahn also did those back in 2007, I believe it was. But she ended up taking it, She ended up taking them out of her routine because they weren't, like, worth a whole lot. Yeah. And and it's hard to, like, because a lot of girls, including Shintessa, will try and do a release out of it. Mm -hmm. But then you don't get much hype from it just because of the angle that your shoulders are at. I was just going to say, think about the, the shoulder flexibility you have to have to be able to do a skill like that. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It hurts my shoulders just well, thinking about it. Well, it's not it. surprising, though, because Shintessa was super flexible. Mm -hmm. Something that I like she did was on beam. Her mount was like a handstand forward roll, but she would do this, like, weird position. I don't even know how to describe it. But she would, like, bend her back and do like a, kind of like a contortion pose mm -hmm. before going down into the forward roll. Yeah. I kind of thought that was pretty. Just add some flair to it. Yeah. Let's see. What else did she do? On beam, she did a standing full. Yeah. Which I don't think you would expect, because, like, she wasn't necessarily, like, a powerful gymnast. Yeah. That's, that's more of a power move. We're used to seeing, like, gymnasts like Sean Johnson did that, and Jordan Weaver, and then, yeah, so Shintessa did it, too. Yeah, she also did a noti. So there you go. It's kind of like that... Balance. Yeah, of... she does a little bit of grace and a little bit of power. Mm -hmm. but that's what made her gymnastics so unique, and that's why she's so fun to watch. And we also forgot to mention, you know, going back to bars, her dismount on bars was really unique. We had to look this one up because we didn't know, like, where it originated from or anything mm -hmm. about it. So it's a clear hip. And this then... is back in 2006, by the way. Yes. 2004 is when she did the triple. Yeah. Um, so you can see this at Nationals in 2006 if you go look up one of her bar routines. She does like a clear hip and then she bounces off the bar with her hips and then does a back tuck out of it. So it's really, really different. You don't see that very often. And it was done first by a Chinese gymnast in the late 70s named Ma Yanhan, if that's how you pronounce it. 
she was the first one to do it and I think she did it first with a half twist out of it and then in the early 80s she added a full twist out of it so she took you know the same thing that Shintessa was doing but she made it even more difficult yeah and she came before Shintessa but I'm just saying like it's so weird when you watch Shintessa do it because you've never seen someone do that before and it's like what is that yeah but then she actually made it more difficult by doing either the half twist or the full twist yeah I think that Shintessa's gymnastics is literally straight from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Even as her leotards. Yeah. She would wear, like, the one that, I, that comes to mind for me, at least, is the yellow one. It was an all-yellow leotard. And there's no rhinestones, no shimmer. It was pretty much just, like, a plain leotard. And she yeah. also had a black one that was kind of, like, retro-looking. Yeah, there's no ombre or any of the stuff that we see now. I feel like leotards are so busy nowadays. But she kept it simple, and she let her gymnastics speak for itself, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Simple and elegant. That is Shintessa Pama. So the next gymnast that I want to talk about is Holly Dykes from Australia. She was actually a senior when she really broke out onto the scene and started catching everyone's attention. And she was a member of the gold medal winning team at the Commonwealth Games in 2006. She also won a gold medal on bars at that meet. And she also won a silver on beam and a bronze in the all-around. And then in 2006, she went on to go to the world championships, and she finished seventh in the all-around. Which is pretty impressive Mm -hmm. for a first-year senior. Mm -hmm. She was also, I want to talk about impressive, she was the first gymnast to score 16 on beam in the new open-ended code of points. We all know that that went into effect in 2016, or 2006. I told Brittany when we were planning for this podcast, I said at some point I'm going to say 2016 instead of 2006, and there (laughs) it is. My brain just can't separate 2006 from 2016. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The whole time we were planning this podcast out, you kept saying it, and we just knew this moment. Was I knew it was going to happen, and I'm like, I'm not going to try and edit it out. It is what it is. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> At, so, the 2006 was when the new open ended Dakota points came into effect, and... Yeah, at the Pacific Rim Championship, she did a beautiful beam routine, and she was the first gymnast to score a 16 in that, you know, code of points. So, that's, yeah, that's actually pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. She did go on to compete at Worlds in 2007, and she helped the Australian team qualify a team to the Olympics. But then she retired in the beginning of 2008. Which was a shock to a lot of gymnastics fans. Yeah, it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Because her and Dasha Zora were, like, the two big stars at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, she had so much potential, and, like, I thought she was going to be, like, the next big thing for Australia, and then the next thing I knew, it was, like, she retired, and I was so confused. What I really liked about her gymnastics is that she was, like, a ballerina. Mm-hmm. Like, on beam and floor, but then even her bars and vault were nice, too. Yeah, it wasn't so much that she was doing a lot of difficulty. That's not what made her great. It was just the way she did everything that she did. So, like, light and effortless. She mm-hmm. made everything look easy. I- I remember that she did a front walkover mount on beam, and it's such a simple mount, but it was literally what dreams were made of. Mm-hmm. She was so lovely to watch on that event. It almost looked like she was moving in slow motion. It was just yeah. everything. She was really patient with all her skills, and it felt like it was all choreographed. Like, everything from her fingers down to her toes was just, like, beautifully extended. She was, like, poised. I mean, there's so It was many... all done with purpose. Yeah, very intentional, and... When I think about her gymnastics, there's just so many, like, wonderful things that come to mind. And, you know, you mentioned Beam. She also did an Anodi, which was my favorite skill of hers on Beam. Again, kind of like with the front walkover, it was, like, slow motion almost. You could see, like, like you could see the twist and the, the kick yeah. out. and Yeah, and she does almost like a walk. You could see, like, the walkover position, like, out of the skill. Yes. It's, like, 
Yeah, it's almost like broken down. You can see like the stages of the Anodi. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's hard to explain, but go super, look her super. up on Beam. I think her 2006 was the Pacific Alliance. Yeah, that was the first meet that I saw her at because I remember watching that meet and her Beam from there was really really nice. Yeah, that's the one that she got a 16 on. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I believe so. So yeah, that's a good one to look at if you're wanting to see some exquisite beam work. Do you remember when we were younger? I believe it was Easter. It might not have been Easter Day, but it was like our Easter celebration with our family. And we went out to a restaurant. And this was back, you know, before we had internet. And we'd had to look in the TV guide to know when there was gymnastics on. Does mm-hmm. it, is anyone else old enough to know about TV guides? <laughs> and we actually, we didn't know that there was gymnastics on. But we were at the restaurant and it just came on the TV. And it was the Pacific Rim. And I remember... Pacific Alliance. It was Pacific Alliance back then. <sighs> Whatever. Same thing. I think I already said Pacific Rim. But, okay, that. So... It was that meet on TV, and, like, that was the first time you said, like, we watched Holly Dykes. I remember watching her and just, like, falling in love with her. Do and you I remember loved, that? Yeah, and I remember the purple leotard they were wearing. I mm-hmm. liked that because it had white sleeves, and it was purple. It was, like, a light purple. Yeah, it was so pretty. And that made me want to be a gymnast just so I could wear that leotard <laughs> and be Holly Dykes. So if you're wondering what happened to Holly Dykes, we actually did an interview with her back in 2006 for our blog, like we mentioned earlier, Triple Twist Gym blog. We did it back in 2006. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, honey, the blog wasn't a thing back then. 2016. Gosh. <laughs> it's hard. Like, I, you don't say 2006 very often. No. I've said 2016 so many times, it's like the real Olympics and whatever, and like, it's more like, I don't know, we're older, so we remember that more. Mm-hmm. Just bear with me, guys. <laughs> So we we did an interview with her in 2016 about her life back in 2006. There you go. And she said that she lost her ambition for the sport. She was getting frustrated with having so many injuries. She said there was some coaching changes. And she was just going into the gym with a bad attitude, which caused her to be less focused. She was starting to develop fear of certain skills. And it just overall wasn't a good environment for her anymore yeah. and I think she just kind of was struggling a bit is what it sounded that's like. That's so sad mm-hmm. when you see someone like her who had so much potential and yeah just to see that she kind of started to struggle mentally in yeah. the later part of her career and that kind of caused her to retire early. Yeah she just said that she had to do what was best for her at the time and she did sounded like she struggled with the decision obviously it's not an easy decision when you're such a promising gymnast and you know you're most likely going to make your team's olympic team if you stick with it but yeah she just sounded like she wasn't very happy with it and she said she doesn't really follow the sport much anymore which i thought was kind of interesting but overall i don't know i think she's a beautiful gymnast and i wish that we got to see her at the olympics or even college gymnastics like nowadays we see so many international girls do college gymnastics could you imagine how many 10 she would have gotten if she went to college i know she could have went to oklahoma it would have been yeah. perfect. And then she would have gotten all the time. She would have been many Maybe nickels. UCLA, but then I know I think Oklahoma's more her style. The classic, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm over here, like, doing this motion you guys can't even see. But hopefully my voice is, like, portraying what I'm doing. Because I'm like, yes, Oklahoma. Holly Dykes. <laughs> Another gymnast that I personally really liked was Jenna Rachels. She was an elite gymnast back in 2007. She placed 15th all-around at Classics, and then she went on to place 23rd in the all-around at the Visa Championships. So, not a bad finish. She wasn't a super flashy gymnast. She didn't do, like, too many crazy skills that really made her stand out that much. 
I remember really liking her full in on floor because it was super high. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like if she would have stuck with gymnastics, that full line could have definitely turned into a double-double. Oh, yeah, probably. It's interesting, because I think the reason that I liked her so much was honestly just because she, like, reminded me of Jordan Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though Jordan Weaver was in the late back then, too, so I did like Jordan, but I kind of just liked them both. Yeah, they had, like, similar, like, quality of movement. Yeah. And also the scrunchie. Yes! And- they both had these, like, bright fluffy like they were almost scrunchies. they were almost like this is not gonna i'm not gonna describe it well but i almost want to say like spiky looking scrunchies yes it, but it, it wasn't like shannon miller scrunchie no this was a thing though back in 2006 we had that yes and that's probably why i liked it so i'm like these are my girls <laughs> <laughs> but i think floor was her best event she wasn't too bad on beam either i think the coolest thing she did on beam was a big handspring layout step out backpike which i guess that's kind of cool that's interesting but she also did a barani which i feel like you don't see done very often now yeah yeah that's true she had some knee problems nothing too crazy with her story i think that she ended up just dropping out of level 10 and then ultimately she did decided she wanted to be a cheerleader so she was a competitive cheerleader for her high school which i'm not like too familiar with the cheerleading world but i want to say the team that she was on was like really good mm-hmm. i think they won a lot of stuff was it a high school team yeah okay and i only know this because i was friends there on facebook <laughs> <laughs> because me back then as like however old we were i'm like i have to add all these girls on facebook we literally tried to add every gymnast yeah we did know. so it's like now some of these girls i know what they're up to she's also a mom now so i learned that from being friends there on facebook she's also really pretty yeah she is <laughs> Things that don't matter, but they matter to us. <laughs> they mattered to me when I was a kid. Like, I liked people that were like Jordan Bieber <laughs> and had scrunchies that I wore and were pretty, apparently. All right, just stop talking. <laughs> Now's a good time to shut up. But anyways, yeah, so there's not really too much that I have to say about her. I don't think that she had this, like, she didn't really have, like, a long gymnastics career. Nothing too crazy happened. She just had some injuries, and she ended up doing cheerleading instead of gymnastics. But she had a lot of potential, and I think that if she would have continued in the sport, she could have been. Oh, real quick, I remember something else I wanted to say about her, too. Mm-hmm. On floor, when she would, like, leave the floor, she would do this weird, like, prance thing. So, like, how do I describe this? She would do, like, almost like a straight leg skip. Does that make sense? Kind of, Does that yeah. describe what I'm going Almost for? like a little kick, like kicking her legs. Yeah, she would like kick, 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 kick as she was like presenting and going kind off of the floor. A, it was like a happy kick. And it was funny to watch though. <laughs> it's my favorite thing, like still to this day, I go back and watch it sometimes and I'm like, I love that. <laughs> it looks kind of funny, but. So the final gymnast that we want to talk about today is Ashley Stott. She was an elite gymnast from 2006 to 2009. Her most notable finish, I would say, was probably her first place all-around finish at Classics in 2008. She also got first on beam. Yeah, she's another one of those gymnasts that made it to the senior level. Mm-hmm. I think that she was maybe... She looked most promising in her senior career, actually. Yeah. I think Floor was her best event. She had a huge double Arabian front that I really liked. And also a lot of personality on Floor. She was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. She was really showy, big movements, not afraid to, you know, be aggressive with her dance and to perform. Yeah, and I think that really, like, showed through. She had a lot of charisma. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely really fun to watch in that event. I think that's the event that I really liked of hers. Um, so she retired sometime around 2009. I guess we're not really sure what exactly happened. She gave an interview to Inside Gymnastics. I think it was on their website. I don't believe it was an article actually in the magazine, but it was like an online interview. And she said that she wanted to come back and make it for the 2012 Olympics. 
but then she ended up switching gyms and she basically just said that she was taking a break from gymnastics but she was leaving the door open to come back in the future sometime mm -hmm. so we have a funny story with her actually because she was one of the gymnasts like we mentioned in the very beginning we did this series on our blog called Former Elite Gymnasts, Where'd They Go? And so we took that information from the Inside Gymnastics interview and we incorporated it into our article because why would we not? It's information about, I guess, what happened to her in her career. Yeah, and I believe we also even linked back to the original, which I don't think it's there anymore because Inside Gymnastics like redid their whole website so everything's gone. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure at one point we had linked to the article so she could have seen where it came from. But this is, this is my favorite story of all time, honestly. Should I read the message? Honestly, I think you should, because I think it's funny. So, one second, we're pulling it up. Okay, so, I had messaged her at one point, trying to set up an interview with her to, like, actually talk to her and, like, get my own information. Like, a, like the good journalist that I was at the age of 16 or however old I was then. <laughs> Even though these, this whole, like, series that we did was, like, atrocious. Like, it was horrible, like, writing. <laughs> really unprofessional. Yeah. But, whatever, we were trying. We were young. And she was like, yeah, I'll do an interview. But then she never, like, responded after that. So she basically just, like, backed out. and She goes like, to do? Basically, yeah. And she didn't really give up a reason why. Which, if she didn't want to do it, I would have been fine with that. Just, like, say you don't want to do it anymore, you know? Yeah. But she ended up coming across the article that we had written on our blog, the former Elite Where They Go one. And then <laughs> one day I get this message on Facebook. She says, hey, Ashley, I noticed that you stated that you interviewed me and quoted my answers that were never answered by me. For the record, I never once said that I interviewed her. I never said that in the article. So then she continues, This is not okay, and you're going to find yourself getting into a lot of trouble for doing things like that. It's a very serious problem. Again, it's not okay. Just know that I will be pressing charges against you for misquoting me and using my words from a comment on a picture of mine on Facebook as a formal interview question. That part came from... Because she had posted a photo of her... I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was her, like, on the beach, like, doing, like, a flip or something. She was doing gymnastics. And I commented on it and was like, oh, are you going to do college gymnastics? Like, just out of curiosity. Yeah, and she answered me and said no. So, yeah, I guess maybe I was wrong for, like, using that information without asking her, like, hey, can I use this information? That's for, like, the journalism ethics thing that, like, I didn't know back then, but I know now. Yeah. But... Regardless, it wasn't anything, like... Was that like, that big of a deal? ...to where you should be threatening to press charges against me. <laughs> Someone will be contacting you in a few days, and you need to be cooperative if you do not want to get in any more trouble than you're already in. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. I kind of want to get that printed out and, like, framed and put it on my wall. Well, the funny thing is, nothing ended up coming of it, in case you were wondering. Like, that was it. Um, Ashley basically messaged her back and kind of explained that, like, she never claimed to interview her. The quotes she got from Inside Gymnastics. She must have that. given Inside Gymnastics, so she should have known that, like, she said those things that I said in the article. You know, she said those things to Inside Gymnastics. So you think she would, like, remember that? Mm-hmm. And then you apologized for the, I guess, the information you got from her comment to you on Facebook, and you told her you would delete it, and you did delete it from the article. Right. Um, and then we never heard anything again until her mom emailed... Yeah, I believe it was her mom. That it was somebody related to her, but we got, like, an email on the contact form on our blog, and it said something like, if you want to know the real reason why Ashley retired, like, let me know. Like, co contact me. 
But I was just too afraid to, honestly, because I thought it was, like, a trap. Like, I thought it was, yeah. like, their way of, like... Because she'd already threatened to, like, press charges, which, looking back, that's dumb. But also, like, we were a little bit panicked, because we were like, holy crap, like, we're, like, these young kids. Like, we don't need, like, any, like, legal, like, things going on because of, uh, gymnastics blog. But honestly, I was just scared. Like, I would like to know what, like, her story is. But I just didn't really care to, like, email her mom back because I thought it was just, like, a trap to, like, yell at me some more. <laughs> but anyways, I guess that's the little, uh, backstory to our history with Ashley's son. We just figured maybe you guys would like it because it's kind of funny. It's, like, a story time you watch on YouTube. Um, so hopefully you appreciate that. But... She ended up being a diver at San Diego State, and you actually can, like, when you search her name, that's what comes up, is her, like, athletic bio from that. I think she left the team after her sophomore year. Don't know why. It said in the bio there, so I'm, I'm giving you my source, Ashley, if you're listening to this, don't come at me. It says in your bio there that she wanted to be a college gymnastics coach someday, mm-hmm. but that ended, up, that ended up not happening, yeah. so. And then she ended up going on to do, like, performing for the Rev. Which is kind of cool because it's she still kind of gets to do gymnastics a little bit. Yeah, and I think like we mentioned before, she was a good performer, so I feel like that is right up her alley. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys like this episode, let us know when we can maybe make it into a series here on the show. We definitely have a few more gymnasts that we can talk about that were you know, promising juniors and then they kind of went MIA. So let us know if that's something you guys would be interested in. We hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. I know that we're starting to feel a little bit crazy being stuck at home 24-7, but we hope that you guys are doing okay and we hope that you have a great week and we will talk to you next Monday. Bye. Bye.